Welcome to This is 65, an interview show featuring inspiring stories from accomplished professionals. I am your host, Erin Ackenheil, and this is brought to you by Blackpoint Insurance, where we help Medicare beneficiaries learn about the A, B, C's, and D's of Medicare, and we help agents and brokers nationwide learn to launch, grow, and retain their businesses. Let's get this show started. Hello, and welcome to This is 65. My name is Erin Ackenheil, and today's guest is Kathleen Schultz. She owns her own business. She is in marketing and helps with everything marketing across the board. In talking with Kathleen, I've learned that a lot of businesses are really entrenched in getting to the day-to-day, especially small businesses, getting them launched and executing on day-to-day tactical issues. But it's really important for businesses of all sizes to take a step back and spend some time on strategic planning, understanding their competitive position and how to grow their business. And Kathleen is an expert in this area. And I am so excited beyond words to finally have her on the show. I'd like to welcome everybody. Welcome Kathleen Schultz. Welcome Kathleen. Hi. Hi, Erin. It's nice to see you. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very much. And I'm going to enjoy sharing my views with, and thoughts on prospecting and strategic planning and swaps uh, with your guests. That's fantastic. And I see that people are watching us live right now, Kathleen. So I'm going to invite them to like this, give us a love, give us a hello. If you have a question while we're on, Kathleen, you can ask it live and I'll be able to see those comments. So be sure to do that. So I'm really excited, Kathleen. We've been trying to get this scheduled uh, for some time, and I'm mm-hmm. really stoked to have you on and to share your story with the team. So Kathleen Schultz, marketing, you have been in business on your own for some time. Can you tell us just a little bit about your background and what put you in the position of running your own business, a little bit about your story? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, um, I actually started out thinking I wanted to be a nurse. Um, when I was in high school, I was a candy striper, which just means somebody that has a uniform on and helps patients. And I really liked that a lot. So when I graduated from high school, I went to nursing school and quickly uh, discovered that was not my calling. Uh, I blood, all that stuff. I couldn't stand it or give, give me the shakes. So. I got out of that. I people until it got to a little bit of the gross part, you know. What that's I mean? right. Like, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no good, no good. Oh, so I off. ended, I ended up taking up a position in a department store in New York. I lived on Long Island and then moved to New York. So I did that for a little while, and then I joined a very large multi-million-dollar catalog company, Direct Mail, um, as an inventory manager. And so that's where I really started my career. Um, Then I was an assistant buyer, a catalog manager. We produced, I think, about 22 or 23 catalogs. And so I was a VP responsible for seven different catalogs, uh, two of which I actually started. I started a plus-size women's catalog, which was pretty new at that time. Um, so then I actually was recruited by iMagnin out here in California. And oh, so that's how you I, made your way here. <laughs> that's how I made way to San Francisco. Um, and I was, uh, was brought in as head of merchandising 
for their catalog and then became a VP for the mail order division. Um, when they closed um, is when I started my own consulting business. Right. So that's and how about, long ago was that? How long about, have you been on your own? About 20, 20 years. So just just 20 years, right? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have, I've had a very diverse uh, client base, various ca categories such as clothing and home furnishings and gifts and men's and food and apparel. Um, so I, I have a broad breadth of product assortments. Um, I don't focus on B2B businesses. It's really B2C. Right. Or this was D2C in the catalog business. Um, and I'm very good at team building and using both right brain, left brain, you know, the, the creative side and then the analytical side um, uh, to help clients achieve their goals. Right. That's so good. And I think, I feel like most of my audience, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs out there, there's health insurance agents, there's real estate agents, there's people who are really working in that business to consumer, that B2C space. So your expertise is so desired and needed here. So one of the questions that I was thinking of when you were talking is, you know, why is planning? You know, I think a lot of times when we, when we're Running our own businesses, we're very action oriented, trying to get things done, trying to get that next sale, that opportunity. But why is taking a step back and planning really important for all businesses, businesses of all sizes? And what are the elements of a, of a good plan? How does that work? That's, those are great questions. Great questions. Um, so let me just uh, get my senses around my here. Um, you got so, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Initially, I was consulting in merchandising for direct-to-consumer businesses, and quickly I found out that the real issue was not that they were, that was not product they were selling, but many of them had no direction. They had no idea what to do. They had no idea how to grow. They all right. wanted to be successful, but were caught up in the in the day-to-day minutia, right. um, and that was more evident in small businesses than large businesses. So um, there's, there's a big quote that I've always used when I do presentations and it is, it says, over 2,500 years ago, one of the greatest thinkers in warfare, Sun Tzu said, if you know your enemies and know yourself, you can win a hundred battles without a loss. And so I use that terminology a lot when I'm talking to people about planning and strategic and SWATs and all of those kinds of, of, of elements right. um, in my business. Right. So it sounds like it just planning is really important because if you take the time to take a step back and do it, um, that's going to help you be more successful with your growth and, you know, really set the course of what you need to do. So that's, a, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, tell me a little bit, you know, when we think of tactical issues versus strategic planning, what's really the difference in those? Like, what, how would you define a tactical issue versus a strategic planning process? Mm -hmm. So tactical are those things that need to be done to get, okay, and here I'm using the product, to get the product out the door, whether it's having enough staff to do the work, uh, think about Amazon Warehouse, 
these are primarily day-to-day -day issues that need to be taken care of to keep on business going. A strategic issue is one that will be the roadmap that a company uses to grow and prosper. Right. So what, so what, what, what market should I be in? Uh, where should I, where and how should I advertise it to the marketplace? Right. Um, what are, what are my competitors? Um, and these strategic issues, these are strategic issues and they cannot be neglected or it will end up biting the company in the, you know what? Um, <laughs> so I, I, what some of the other terminology I often use is if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And right. if you can't manage it, you can't improve it. Right. So it's, so it's all, that's a very, um, tactical and strategically a way to approach right. businesses. Well, yeah. you know, and when I think of an example, like when I think about the Medicare space, I, for instance, am helping some agents launch in a new area. So the types of things we're thinking about before we get going, obviously we want to sell, sell, sell right away, but who are the key carriers in that area? Who are the key uh, broker competitors? What are they doing? Right. What's working? What can we do to maximize? Because you can spray and pray a lot of money and really lose out if you're right. not strategic and tactical and understand what response rates will be and so forth. So really, really key. Can you Excellent. think of an example of a business you've worked with and some of the kind of components that you looked at with them? Um, well, the, the components are numerous components. Um, I think that, um, you know, based on the, based on their product or their service would determine what to take a look at, you know, is it, um, do they have more people? Or do they have more money? Um, do are they lacking some something that um, they don't have that you have? You know, right. um, are they being uh, strategic in their thinking? Does something else fit in their marketplace that doesn't fit in your competition? So taking a look at your competition, like you said, you're doing um, right. is great because what's out there that you have but what's not out there that you'd like to have right so what i'm that. hearing is budget personnel holes yep. in their marketing different opportunities so really looking at the whole picture all these different components to figure out what your best course right. of action is and advertising how can you advertise it you know i have a tagline that says it's all about the stuff right because if you don't have the right stuff nothing else matters and your right. stuff can be clothing or your stuff can be Medicare, it could, it could be anything, but if you right. don't have the right stuff, you're not going to have a successful right. business. And so it sounds like you help people identify those components exactly. to really map a great plan. So good. Mm -hmm. so yeah. One of the things that you always like to say to me, Kathleen, you've told me many times, every business needs a SWOT, right? right. So first of all, just for my audience purposes, can you define for us what is a SWOT? What does that stand for? And what okay. is that? Absolutely. So um, a SWOT, okay, is S-W-O-T. Okay. A SWOT is a shorthand for strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Those are the four key components that you're looking at. And 
strengths or what you do better than your competitor. It can be size, unique, product, services, staffing, financial resources. The list can be quite long in strengths. Your strengths are the foundation of what will make your company grow and prosper. If you have no or few strengths versus your competitors, you're in a rough spot. Right. Exactly. Um, so even just mapping that out, it shows, hey, am I yeah, ready to roll? Am exactly. I trying to increase some of these? What do I need to do to get a competitive edge? Right, right. right. Um, you, and your weaknesses are what your competitors do that you can't do. Um, another way to look at weaknesses is to think about what will cause your company to fail. No people, no money, uh, no, no customers. Um, no money be a big one for people starting out, right? That's like, right. It's right? especially right now. Uh, right now. Yep. Um, right. And you'll note that strengths and weaknesses are internal, which is good and bad about your company. Right. So well, opportunities are things that you can do that your competitor can't do. Um, so opportunities are those things that you can build on, um, especially outside your normal market. How can you use your company's products expertise to go after new markets? Right. Um, and then threats. Threats are those things outside your control, mainly your competitors and regulations that can hurt a company no matter what the size is. But you have threats turn into opportunities right so you look at them look at them from look that at them lens, with, right? yes exactly exactly yeah so uh, one of the things that i just think of when i think of opportunities so a lot of the audience here entrepreneurs small businesses so a lot of times what we're up against is bigger budgets different kind of large businesses that can scale and do some of the things we want to do, but have more money around it. And so I think one of the opportunities as entrepreneurs that we have, whether we're real estate, health insurance, long-term care, whatever the business may be, we have an opportunity to be nimble and to be grassroots on the ground. So that's an example of something that we can control. It doesn't cost a lot of money, but takes a lot of hustle right to get into right. the areas and, and opportunities so just want to encourage everybody on the call to be thinking about because we're nimble because we're smaller what are those different things we can do to create additional opportunities right so i want to take a minute to remind everybody that we are live uh, streaming on facebook linkedin uh, youtube right now if you want to post a question you can Great opportunity to throw us a little love or like. Kathleen's doing an amazing job. So tell her how much we love her and she's doing great oh. here. Uh, so really appreciate it. And if you do want to ask a live question, this would be an opportunity uh, to do so. So tell me a little bit about some of the discoveries you've had from SWATS. You know, maybe give me a specific example of a type of company you've worked with and just to help us understand some of the things that you were able to discover in doing this for a business and what action plan you went in place to respond to that? Well, that's a good question. Um, Cause I've done it so, so many swaps. Um, before I, before I answer that question, I think um, another point of interest that's that's uh, critical is, um, and I've walked into situations like this before where um 
I I strongly believe, and other people that do this that I that I do, but not as well as I do. Um, <laughs> of course not. Of course not. No. No, of course not. Could it ever be? Um, is uh, the understanding is um, you're working, you work with key key individuals within the company, your people that are decision makers, and the C the CEO the C CEO excuse me should not be should not be a facilitator of this function when you're sitting around in the room because there's a lot of a hidden um, um, nervousness about saying something that you might feel that the CEO doesn't like right or their opinion and then or is in, uh, feels intimidated by that person so it's really important to have a facilitator running that uh, SWAT exercise. Right. Um, I think that's really important. Um, and I had a recent experience where I was discussing um, with a, a client, and this happens to be a jewelry business, um, about their need for a, a SWAT and what was happening. So we talked about that and he said, oh, no, no, you you can't run that meeting. I have to run that meeting. And then I, I talked to him about it and why he, that's not the case. Um, and he said, well, I'm putting my foot down. You're not running this meeting. So uh, I didn't get the position as I was talking with them. Right. Um, but, you know, that lead and that led the company to make drastic changes in the image that they were projecting to their current customer and their uh, hopefully future customer. You know, it was a completely different uh, focus. You know, it was much younger, much much hipper, just, just, just like that. Um, and so their business really started to tank because they were not addressing the current customer base. Right. I think that's so critically important. And I know you work with businesses of all sizes, right? The ones that have a CEO and the one where I'm the right. CEO, right? Of my own business. Right, me too. <laughs> uh, exactly. And so I just feel like it's really accessible. Like I'm seeing, I'm I'm making a T mentally, you know, and I'm putting my S-W-O-T. Uh, jotting it in there and figuring it out and help mapping it out. And you bring up a really good point. So I feel like anyone can do that. And everybody on the call, I'm hearing people say, I'm going to create my SWAT today, right? So people are thinking thinking about this and they may not know all the actionable steps to take, but we should all be thinking about our business in these buckets. One of the well, things you touched on, oh, go ahead, Kathleen. Oh, no, go ahead. I can get, get well, I was just say, One of the things you touched on when we were just talking and going through the example is this whole identity of creating a brand, a brand for your business, a brand for your small or large, a personal brand. It's really important to know your audience because if it's a young audience and you know, you're not having a youthful kind of position in the marketplace, you're not going to attract that. And for us in my business, we're working with an older audience. So if I'm like super hip, I mean, that might attract some people, but the vast majority of my client base is not going to be attracted to that. So can you just touch a little bit more on personal brand and help people understand what that is and, and why it's so important? Well, I, the, a personal brand is really, if that's where it's all about the stuff, right? You know, the brand is the stuff and um, you know, to, you need to maintain 
who you are and what you do. But in order to grow your business, um, you may need to just step out on times and try something. You know, it's not this. You don't have to be so rigid that you say, oh, no, 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 no. You know, we tried this once and it didn't work. Well, why don't you think it worked? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe it was I didn't. Maybe the colors were wrong or or maybe the price was too high. You know, so I think that there's just a lot of thinking and strategy about when you're, when you're looking at, you know, one of the things that, you know, a, a question that's often asked of me is how, how do you turn discoveries from a, the SWAT into actionable steps for the business growth? Right. And so um, it's a really good question. And a SWOT analysis is not complete if you don't have, if you don't, uh, how do I want to phrase this? If you don't have smart planning, and within smart planning, it's S M A R T, which Everybody is. Everybody write this down S W O T and S M A R T. And let's hear what these acronyms stand for. <laughs> and S in this case stands for strategic. This is how to get, get, get your SWAT actionable measurable which is really key achievable is it realistic that we can do this or try this it must be relevant and it must be time-based so don't let it be hanging out there oh we can do that tomorrow we can do that next year but all of those key smart adjectives um, are appropriate in getting a SWAT together yeah and yeah. Yeah, it, supporting the strategic plan right so so important and yeah i just want to reiterate for everybody who's listening in today some of these components are very accessible to us we can do it ourselves mapping out swat mm -hmm. setting smart goals where we can ensure that they're achievable and kathleen's given us a really nice roadmap for doing that now i know where you come in kathleen a lot of times even if we're kind of mapping that out maybe we don't have the right personnel to do that maybe we have that information but we don't know how to turn it into actionable steps right. this is where you kind of come in so can you describe how you work with businesses of all sizes to kind of help make these steps actionable well actually to um you know first meet what the key component individuals in the company um individual individually uh, and the, and there really has to be um let me just take some one thing that I just wanted to mention in my just okay yeah yeah um so that there has to be an understanding of the team of what the goal and objective is and the goal and objective should should be coming from the CEO but how to get there the CEO doesn't necessarily or shouldn't be in um all those meetings because it's going to be too it's going to be generally too disruptive um, right. so so there should be no bias at all no, you know everything should be open and uh for conversation right um and i think that they there's a you know get get under the rug you know get under the people well we never talk about this but this is, we think this is a problem. 
Um, so honesty, no, no bias, and um, and not having the CEO involved in it from the onset. Certainly, from the CEO is 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 going to be the person that will will hire will would hire me, but the understanding of how I would conduct the business for him, um, he has to buy in, buy into, and challenge me about that, and challenge me about that. Absolutely. And make sure that. Oh, go ahead. Make sure what? And make sure that this the. uh business owners um meaning the people that are underneath the the ceo um understand that you know it's a time to open up and what's sent it talked about in this room you know will not go out of this room without knowing what's going to go out of the room creating a safe space for exactly dialogue no bias Super important, super important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I noticed that even with, I mean, obviously a lot of people are entrepreneurs, they're solo practitioners, but even if you have one or two teammates, just making sure that their voices are being heard and they're not intimidated right. and not sharing with you. I found that I've worked in management at all different levels and owning my own business and people are not that forthcoming as much as you would think. And it, it really is important to, to do that. So Yeah, and sometimes um, there are people that are too forthcoming and want to dominate. <laughs> right. I'm literally but, accused of being one of those myself, right? That's a balancing act. Well, right. And you don't want to be creating group think with one dominant person, that kind of right. thing. You want to get all the relevant voices coming to the table. So exactly. one last uh, business question for you, Kathleen. So just in terms of entrepreneurs, small businesses, thinking of that audience, if there's three tips that you could give to have them have a profitable business, be more strategic, what would be your top three tips that you would give any small business listening? Okay, Um, number one, be realistic. Um, And I wrote down here, if you're a $100,000 annual business and don't have a great financial staff, and you don't have a lot of money or staff, don't try to make it a $10 million business because it's not going to happen. Not overnight, not, right? Not overnight. <laughs> not overnight. You won't succeed and you're wasting your time going after customers. Right. Um, second one, know your weaknesses. Um, I've talked about my SWAT and the definition of weakness, whether it's a lack of expertise, finance, whatever, you need to face up to what's most likely preventing you to not um, succeed or not get to the level you want to be at. Um, And then again, lastly, knowing without strategy, execution is aimless. Without execution, strategy is useless. So you kind of have to think of all those, those words when you're talking. And sometimes I've been with such great, great, um, individuals, employees, and managers of, of different divisions that are just, um, they just come out and are shining because they're having an opportunity to talk they talk about it rather than going into a meeting with a group of people and then coming out and going, 
<laughs> right, exactly, gossiping about it or whatever, which is not very helpful. So exactly, I, I heard it here. So number one, be realistic, which takes us back to our SMART goals, setting a really specific goal, measurable, and all those different great action steps. Uh, the second thing I heard you saying, uh, Kathleen, is know your weaknesses. So if customer service is a weakness and you're building your business and you need to hire someone to answer the phone or outsource that, then you should do okay. that. If, if your weakness is marketing, you need to think about developing that plan. So just identifying what those issues are so you can put a smart goal attached to that to help you grow. And then finally, we heard it a lot today, but be strategic, right? Really be setting that roadmap so you can get business. So great advice for everybody listening, Kathleen. You've been amazing. So just a little bit personal. I just wanted to ask you, so when you're not doing everything SWAT and helping people grow their business and marketing, <laughs> what do you like to do? What's your, what's your downtime look like for you? Oh, well, I don't like downtime. So <laughs> I only the business. Right? No, not only the business, but not only downtime. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, a combination of things, um, of fun and giving. Um, my husband and I volunteer at the Alameda Community Food Bank, which we love doing that. It's great. Really, really great. Um, I We're also members of an or, a national organization called Mended Hearts. That's a support group for people that have had um, heart-related issues. Wow. Um, and so we're with the Mended Hearts Division in Oakland, called Oakland, the Oakland chapter. Um, and I'm the chapter. Uh, treasurer for that and it, as i see it, it's a peer-to-peer -peer support group right um so the mended hearts is that a na that's a national organization uh -huh. Uh -huh. Oh, that's an interesting one to get involved with that yes wonderful. it is so little plug your ears are perking up huh? <laughs> uh, a, a plug for mended hearts that's a great organization you know i just want to reinforce as entrepreneurs and business people, we have a great opportunity to volunteer in community. And Kathleen, you just sharing how much you're volunteering. That's amazing uh, for our audience here. And it's a great way to make more business contacts from a selfish standpoint and to give back to, to do something wonderful. Mm -hmm. So Kathleen, one last question for you. I mean, you've been in business, you've had your own business for 20 years. If you could go back 20 years ago, just like most of my audience that are out starting their own businesses, what advice would you have for your 20 years ago self when starting your business? Huh. Um, pick a career that you love. Um, now, uh, uh, certainly if you're a woman, it's there are a lot more opportunities open for women now than when I was coming up in the business world. Uh, and find a mentor that can guide you. That you can, someone that you can talk to, someone that you respect, someone that respects you and um, can help you think things through and help you with challenges, perhaps. Excellent advice, right? So the world is our oyster, right? Especially for women entrepreneurs, which is a lot of our audience out there, just knowing anything is possible. I think the advice, though, that I'm hearing is do what you love so it doesn't feel like hard work every day, right? And then right. get someone to help guide you along the way. We have that with my business, guiding other agents and brokers to grow their businesses, help them think about things and map out mm -hmm. how they want to grow their business. And it's a big deal. I personally have worked with upline partners that have helped mentor me as well. And it's made a big difference in my output. 
I'm not having to make all the same mistakes because I can learn from some of theirs uh, right, and hopefully right. make some new ones of my own along the way <laughs> and, and do it. So I, I just really appreciate that advice, Kathleen. And I know uh, my audience appreciates it as well. So Kathleen, as we wrap up here, I'm sure that there's some businesses, small and large, uh, across the board of people watching that might be in need of a consult. So tell us a little bit about how they would get in touch with you to get some advice. Oh, sure, sure. Well, the easiest way, uh, well, one thing you can look on my website, if you'd like, it's Kathleen at Kathleen Schultz Marketing. Um, but uh, I would suggest um, strongly to give me a call at 949-689. You have that up already. Thank you. Uh I know we got it up on the screen here. Six, yeah. <laughs> Just in case Kathleen forgot what her phone number was, we put it on the screen for her. <laughs> Thank so you. I invite everybody in the audience take a picture of this phone number, reach out to Kathleen at email, go check out her website. She's incredible. Uh, she's out there helping people grow their businesses. She's been an amazing guest. Kathleen, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you joining the show today. You've been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. And I actually live in Emeryville, just in case you, if you know Emeryville, you know where that is and Oakland is right across the road. Right. East Bay, local, Northern California. Right. Although Kathleen can help you wherever you are, because I know my audience goes nationwide. So send her a note. And uh, if you're in the Bay Area, we can we can meet her for a coffee or meet her for one. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, Kathleen, thanks so much for joining today. Fantastic thank guest. Uh, talk with you soon. Thank you, Sue. Thank you for listening to This is 65. Please subscribe to the Black Point Insurance YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow me, Erin Ackenheil, on LinkedIn and Facebook. See you next time.